Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Sword and Spirit, a podcast by First Baptist Church of Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Today, we're going to be continuing our series on the Bible with the relevancy of Scripture. Without further ado, I'll pass it off to our host, Pastor Brett. Hey, friends. Welcome back to our podcast, Sword of Spirit. We are so pumped today to talk about the relevancy of God's Word. Uh, First off, we're going to talk about has it been relevant over the ages, and Dustin's going to share and then secondly, we'll talk about, is, is it relevant today to deal with all the things in our culture going on? Uh, how does God's Word apply? So, yeah. So, you guys doing good? Dustin, doing well? Doing good. Doing good, man. So, to kind of start us off today, I'm going to ask us a couple questions just to kind of, you know, get us thinking, get us talking, get us talking about regular everyday life. So, I'm going to ask, Brett, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Uh, number one is, what do you do? If somebody cuts you off in traffic or if traffic is just crazy, what what is the ideal situation? How should you react? Okay. So first I'm going to take off my mask. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't drive around with my mask on, but I see a lot of people do. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is uh, take out my nine millimeter and wave it in the air. No, I'm kidding. So uh, my flesh apart from Christ like we always want to respond, right? But but I've been taught by God's word that uh, I need to die to my flesh and recognize that uh, we live in a fallen world and this person may or may not know Jesus. Um, they may be a believer and just having a bad day or and maybe have made a bad driving mistake. We all make driving mistakes. Uh, so I've learned to be extend mercy and grace, but also die to what I feel in the emotions in that moment, rest crucified. And so, yeah, try to not do anything Apart from Jesus, which is hard to do sometimes, but you have to. Yeah, exactly. And I think the key word in your explanation there was, as you were informed by God's Word. And I think, I mean, that's proof right there. God's Word is relevant. You, it would inform mm. you and in how you were to act in that exact situation. So let me ask you another question. What if one of your kids, you got four kids, were to come up to you mm. and just ask you a question over and over and over and over and over again? And maybe it was getting on your nerves, but it was a question and you needed to answer it. How would you respond in that situation? Like ideally. As I have four kids around me trying to just, take care of them, or is it yeah. about my kids? It's either way. It's your kid, they have this incessant question. And, you know, maybe you're trying to do something or something's going on in your life. Oh, this is a question from my kid. Your quick kid is asking you a question. Yeah, that happens all the time. (laughs) So you're saying if it's just aggravating? Yeah, it could be aggravating and it could be a relevant question, something that is important for you to address. Well, first I have to stop and listen to what it is to find out if it's pressing issue, if it's more important, prioritize if it's... Uh, if I need to stop everything to deal with that question, or if it's something that's they already know the answer to, and maybe they understand mom or dad is focused on something else. So yeah, you have to not try not to act out in the moment and in the flesh. Yeah, yeah. So you, understanding, got to be patient. Yeah. And then how where are you going? How are you going to answer their question? What's your source for your those answers? Well, if it's a if it's a spiritual question. I'm going to try to be informative with what the Bible says, not not what Dad says. Um, if it's a question that I don't know the answer to, which happens all the time, um, I'm going to just tell them I don't know, and and tell them that we can ask God for wisdom or 
Maybe we have a friend that's more informed about a certain subject, and so we'll say, well, I'll ask so-and-so about that. So yeah, they ask me a lot of animal questions that I have no no idea what they're talking about. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, here's some things that I just heard in, in, our, in your answer there. Uh, first of all, if it's a spiritual question, you're going to go straight to God's Word. If it's not a spiritual question, you're going to seek understanding. God gives wisdom. You said that. And you also said that, uh, sometimes you don't know the answer and you have to respond with, I don't know, or somebody else. And that's humility. And where to all those characteristics, where did you learn those? Ultimately, mm, where am I learning them? Um, <laughs> I would say, I guess, yeah, I guess God's word informs us how we should live and who we should be and what we should be about. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's relevant in how you raise your kids. It's relevant in how you should react in traffic. What if somebody were to come up to you and say, man, what is life all about? Where are you going to give them that answer from? God's Word. God's Word, exactly. So God's Word, definitely, definitely relevant in every single conversation. And I would even go so far as to say that it's always been relevant. So last week we talked about the history of God's Word and everything that led up to the canonization of Scripture and the Old Testament and the New Testament. We talked about all these different aspects. But historically, God's Word has always been relevant. Uh, the Torah that Moses wrote has was so relevant to the Jewish people that if you go back and look in the Psalms or you look in the prophets, they're always going back and quoting concepts or passages from those first five books of the Bible. In fact, the prophets not only engaged their own society and their own culture with the Word of God, but they engaged other nations and other cultures around them with responses from the Word of God. Mm. And even in the New Testament, we see Jesus comes up onto the scene and he is mingling with all these Jewish people and it was relevant for them. But in the book of Acts, we find out that very quickly, and even in the Gospels, there were Gentiles involved, people who were not Jewish. So the Bible was relevant to people even back then, if you look at it historically. So I want to kind of look at some specifics. How was the Bible relevant? How is the Bible relevant? How has it always been relevant? And I come to this one passage, Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter in the Bible. For real. And the entire theme of this passage is the Word of God. That's right. It's it's just the, the author of the psalm going on and on and on about how great God's Word is. And so I want to pull out this one verse in Psalm 119, verse 160. It says, The entirety of your word is truth. Each of your righteous judgments endures forever. And there are some key words that I think we need to pull out here. First of all, the entirety of your word, each of your righteous judgments, that includes the entire Bible, everything that God has to say to us. Here's what we know for sure. It is truth. That means that it is inerrant. It has no error in it. It is truth applicable for our lives today. Some other key words there, endures forever. That means it won't fall short. It's never going to fail. It's infallible. God's Word is always going to last. It's always what we need. It lasts forever. In verse 89, we have this verse, Lord, your word is forever. Again, infallible. It is firmly fixed in heaven. It's firmly fixed in heaven implies that it is transcendent. It's like above everything else that we've ever read. It's the holy word of God. In Psalm 19, verse 7, we read, The law of the Lord is perfect. This is that same, it's inerrant. 
restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. That's it's sure, implying it's infallible. It's not going to fall. Making wise the simple. Here are some things that it's practical for in this verse. Restoring the soul, it's practical for salvation, leading us to the Lord, restoring us in our relationship with God. It's practical for making us wise, making the simple know more about God, know how to live their lives. Here are some things that we could pull out just from Psalm 119. In verses 9 and 11, uh, the Word of God is good for keeping you pure, helping you not to sin. In verse 24, it's good for counsel. In 98, it's good for wisdom. All these verses here. Verse 49, it helps you with hope. Verse 79, it's good for comfort. Verse 105, for guidance. Verse 155, to guide you to salvation. All these verses tell us all the good things that God's Word can help us with, that it is good for. Mm. And then I have two passages in the New Testament because I'm you know, pulling these verses out of the Old Testament here. But what about the New Testament? What does the New Testament tell us about God's Word? Well, 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all Scripture is inspired by God. It is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. God's Word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. God uh, literally, the word that Paul uses here, it, he coins this term. It means God breathed. It means it came straight from God's mouth. It is inspired by God. God wrote it, and it's profitable. It has value. It can teach us, rebuke us. In other words, it can correct us and help us get right. Uh, it can train us. And all of this helps us to be complete and equipped to do what God has for our lives. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, Above all, you know this, no prophecy of Scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit worked in man to inspire the Word of God. And it's still working in our lives to illuminate the Word of God and help us to know what God's desire and God's will is for our lives. It's relevant for believers every single day. And so all these verses explain to us that God's Word has always been relevant. And so, Brad, I'm going to turn it back over to you now uh, for why, how is it relevant right now in our lives? <clears throat> Yeah, so that's what a lot of people, you know, you meet on the street, they'll say, well, what does God's Word have to do with me, my life, my situation? And so, just like you said, man, it, it, this this Word did not come from people. This Word did not come from a certain country. This this Word did not come from, you know, a bunch of old dudes with long, epic beards. Right. Uh, this came from, these men were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It was, it was God through them that penned the... God's holy word that is fixed in the heavens. And so um, why is it relevant? You, st- you just shared that, but it's still relevant today. So let's want to read one verse and work off of that. Hebrews 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul. And of spirit, of joints, and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So that verse tells us a few things about the Word of God. It tells us that it's living, it's alive, tells us that it's active, it's doing things, it's piercing, 
and it's sharp, right? And then it's discerning. And so those are some things we know about it, but I want to share just a few a few things of why it's relevant today. Uh, number one, it causes things to happen. You know, when people hear it's alive. And so when people hear God's Word, they come to know Christ. Uh, God's Word will warn you when you're about to do something really dumb. I always tell our church members that we're all one one step away from stupid. And so a lot, oftentimes when we get to that edge, and man, we're about to go down a road that, that obviously God doesn't want us to go down, it's not by accident that, that a certain verse will pop into your brain that you'll remember, even maybe your mom, you know, just in your head, a verse that she planted in your heart a long time ago, or your Sunday school teacher, or your pastor, um, or maybe one you memorized. And so, you know, that verse, chapter earlier, you said of Psalm 119, uh, how can a young man keep his way pure by hiding God's word in my heart? And so if we have the word of God in us, then it can help us. It can warn us when we do something about to do something really dumb. Uh, it causes things to happen. There's promises in it. God uses it to heal us, encourage us, directs us, speaks to us. Um, when you're making a big decision, you know, one of the checklists, one of the things you should go through, uh, in addition to godly counsel, all those things, is what does God's word say about your situation? And I know this is can be a little confusing, but and it, just a f- crazy example. I was years ago, I was dating my wife and trying to discover, figure out if I was going to marry her. And I liked her a lot. She liked me for some reason. And I was at Mississippi College. I'll never forget it. I was really seeking the Lord. Man, I, <clears throat> I this is huge. Like, I want to know, God, do I go forward? Do I back this train up? You know, what do I do? And uh, I'll never forget, I was having my quiet time in Mississippi College. I was going through uh, the text, and this verse jumps out at me. It was, um, I think it was Psalm 128, verse 3. And at this point, it just kind of shocked me. I read this, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house, and your children will be like olive shoots around your table. And I read that, and I about passed out, because the the idea of having kids just kind of, you know, freaked me out. And they, whoa, okay, Lord, I'm trying to figure out if I need to keep dating this girl. And like, that just went to the extreme. You say, well, that's coincidence. You were just reading that. That was in your daily reading. Well, it could have been, but but I also know that the rest of that week, every single day, I was reading verses that would affirm that decision over and over and over and over in my life. And she would say the same. So God will affirm his will through his word. Uh, it causes things to happen. It also convicts us of sin. So the question is, is it still relevant today with all these things in our culture, right? Like, you know, manipulating DNA and all these ethical questions that we have, abortion, uh, gay, lesbian, cohabitation, substance abuse. um, You know, is this right or is this wrong? Pride, motive, lust. So when you have to ask a question, is that sinful? It's if we'll just look at God's word, that's going to give you the answer. 99% 99% of the time. There is that rare occasion where it's a gray area, but even then, if you're having asked that question, it's probably not okay. It's probably sinful. So God's word will convict us of sin in our life, and maybe it's sin that we're not even aware of. Next, it changes us. We cannot stay the same when we feed upon the word of God. It converts the loss. Romans 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the what, DP? Word of God. Word of God. It convinces us of the truth. 
you know, all the time, our culture is so emotional, right? Whatever feels good, whatever, uh, whatever college campus I visit for college students is, well, I felt good there, so I'm going to go there. Or I went to all these different job interviews, and it just felt the best there. And sadly, people, that's people pick out their church. You know, I go and I feel good. The songs make me feel good. The message makes me feel good. We're so emotional, and our emotions are shifty, right? We can't trust them. They're like a chameleon. They shift with whatever the background is for that day. And so God's Word convinces us of the truth, and truth that we need to know, like God's character. So when crises happen, like corona, or you lose your job, or there's no resources, we have to remember Man, who is God? Is he faithful? Is he care? Is he with us? He promises that he's with us. But what does God's word say? It convinces us that God has the ability to reach down. His ear's not too far that he does not hear. His arm's not too short that he cannot reach down and help. And we it convinces us of God's promises that he's made. And that's helpful when we live in our culture like we do in America, where there are lies swirling around all around us all the time in the movies we watch. And in our culture, the commercials just lies. And so if we're not grounded in the Word of God, our life's going to be a hot mess. It crashes the plans of the enemy, God's Word does. I love that we titled this podcast, The Sword and the Spirit. Revelation 19, verse 15 says, From his mouth comes a sharp sword. Revelation 1, 16 says the same thing. And it says that, that God's sword in his mouth is going to strike down evil nations. So God's word, you know, people are hearing this podcast right now. We're talking about the word of God. That does not make the enemy happy. He's upset because he hates God's word because God's word that leads people to the truth. It sets them free. And lastly, it cures our diseases. God will use his word in our life to heal a wound, to heal our broken heart. There's something therapeutic and medicinal about God's word. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent out His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We can speak from personal experience that there's been those times where our heart was wrecked. Maybe it's a situation in your life. Maybe it's you didn't get the job you wanted. Maybe something didn't work out. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe whatever tragic situation happened, we know from experience that God's Word, man, when you daily feast upon it and make time for it, then healing is going to happen through the Word of God. It's, it's like that fresh, flowing water for a dry soul, and it's awesome. It's good. So. It's good. Absolutely. So God's Word, it's relevant, relevant for your spiritual life. Relevant in practical situations. I mean, if you're taking a business business ethics class, use the Bible. Why not? That's right. It's a source for ethical knowledge. Uh, so everything in our lives is informed by the Bible. Uh, the Bible is relevant in every situation. And if we want to follow the Lord and we want to know His will for our lives, the Bible is where we find it. That's right. So if we do not spend time with the Lord, then we're not going to know God. And if we can't tell others, if, if we don't know God, we can't tell others about Him. And so our next episode, we'll talk about spending time in God's Word. Thank you guys for joining us today. Hope you have a great uh, rest of the day. This concludes today's episode of Sword and Spirit. 
If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on all of our future content. And if you'd like to read up more on today's topic, be sure to check out Haley's Bible Handbook, the Holman Bible Dictionary and Bible Atlas, the Bible Knowledge Commentary, an exposition of the scripture by the Dallas Seminary Faculty, the New American Commentary Series, the NIV Application Commentary Series, the Tyndale Commentary Series, and the Zondervan Exegetical Commentary Series. That's all for today. Until next time, bye.